the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Christy Stratton, accredited divorce coach. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life. But it doesn't have to be. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational, informational, and inspirational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guest will bring you important insight and information, helping you make better decisions through and beyond the process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, all giving you hope and reassurance that you'll be okay. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton starts now. And here's your host, Christy Stratton. Friends, welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. If this is the first time you are joining us, welcome to you. And if you are back with us again this week, Welcome to you, too. This is our fourth episode in a series called Labor of Love. We've been exploring the work divorce professionals do, why they do the work they do, and how that work benefits their clients. Featuring some members of the National Association of Divorce Professionals, or NADP, we've been learning about the role divorce professionals play in the divorce process. I hope you've been gaining a lot of great info. We talked about the divorce profession and family law in general in the first two episodes. And last week, we talked about estate planning and how it may be a part of the divorce process. This week, we will talk about the intersection of family and business law. If you want to hear the first three episodes of this series, you can do so via your favorite podcast app by searching the Divorce Coaching Hour or by going to our website, thedivorcecoachinghour.com. Click on the Listen to the Podcast button and you'll be able to access all the episodes from this series and more. Kathleen Witkowski and Mark Murrah join me again this week. Kathleen is a family law attorney and senior associate, and Mark is one of the two partners at Murrah and Kello, a business and family law firm. Folks, you probably know that a divorce is a legal dissolution of a marriage and that it can range from the simple to the complex. In coaching, I often talk about the importance of looking at divorce with quote, eyes wide open. That means learning as much as you can about the process so that you can make better decisions through it. Today, with regards to business law, that's what we hope to help you do. And we also hope you'll hear the heart of professionals we talk to. Why? Because this series is called the Labor of Love series. I think you will hear that the divorce professionals we talk to have a heart to help you and that these professionals aren't about the labor part of it, but rather the love and what they do. And before we bring on Kathleen and Mark, I want to remind you that this show is for those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing, because it can be an overwhelming life event for absolutely everyone involved. 
And I also want to remind you that we're not here to coach you to get a divorce or give you legal advice. What we are here to do is walk the path with you no matter where it may lead. My guests and I are here to help you make better decisions in this time and beyond to provide you information and resources to give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that can bring out your worst and to give you hope. Kathleen, Mark, welcome back. Thank you for having us back. Thank you. I'm I'm just getting used to it. I think you guys need to stick around for a couple more episodes. <laughs> it makes it a little bit easier when we establish a kind of, we know what we're talking about, a friendship, a relationship here. And so I will be happy to have you guys um, come back. And, and we're, we're developing some really great relationships through the National Association of Divorce Professionals here. We right? are. It's nice to have a network of people who all touch divorce somehow and for us to utilize each other to help our clients. Yeah, and educate ourselves because as I was talking about, it ranges from the simple to the complex. Yes. And complex can really be up there on the scale, right? And there is no way that myself as a divorce coach, you guys, I, I can't speak for you, but I would guess you would say this, but a divorce professional can know it all. And when we can learn from other professionals, I learn every time I'm on this show. And folks, I hope that you are learning from the professionals that we have on the show. It just helps us have, you know, what we've heard said before, knowledge is power. Well, I think knowledge is power, definitely. But the most powerful knowledge is that which is put into place, right? It's, uh, it's used. It's, and so we want you guys to use the information and the resources that you gain here. And today we're talking about business law and Mark, that's your area of expertise, right? That's right. That's what they tell me. (laughs) That's what they tell you. So, well, I know you're going to tell us a lot of great things today. So uh, we're talking about that complexity with the dissolution of a marriage. How does business law fit into that? Why would we want to know about that? I think it starts with understanding what type of business you have. And like you said, it can range from the simple to the complex. So you can have, uh, you know, solely owned businesses where one person owns it, then they get married. Um, You know, does that Mm. start to become uh, what they own, start to become a community asset, community property asset? Right. Uh, You can have um, typically in those situations where, let's say, uh, often it's a husband running a business and maybe the wife is staying at home as a stay-at-home mom. Um, So you have an operating spouse and a non-operating spouse. The non-operating spouse probably doesn't know anything about the business. If they were to get, you know, part of the business or understand the business, they may not uh, really understand the day-to-day operations of how that company works. Um, Or, you know, we see this often. Both spouses are running a business. You know, we had a big uh, divorce uh, last year, that was a real estate brokerage, and both, I think the the wife was the more prominent of the two, but it was certainly um, two working spouses owning a you know heavily branded, uh, widespread real estate brokerage. Um, so how does that? How do you break up that company when both people are branded on it, um, and maybe keep them both surviving as a you know as an entity? Um, and then you can have uh, multiple partners in a business. You know, if you have, um, you know, say three or four folks who own a business, then they all have spouses. How does that impact, you know, the divorce, either of you or your non, you know, one of the other partners? That's something I think maybe is a little bit tangential to what we're talking about. But um, what if one of your partners in your business gets divorced? 
um, you suddenly wake up with the spouse owning part of the business, somebody you didn't go into business with. So uh, complexity. Complexity, yes. <laughs> Complex. So before, I have a couple of questions sure. I want to go to, but first, uh, help the listeners just understand what is business law? Yeah, biz- when I talk about business law, and I, I think probably folks have different ideas about it, but when I talk about it, it's the the law of running a business. So sometimes it's conflated with corporate law, but Basically, for me, the idea of business law is what it takes to run a company. And that's, you know, it can be corporate and corporate governance. So how do you start an entity? How do you form it? How do you properly run the entity and have meetings and minutes of meetings and all the kind of corporate governance issues? Okay. Uh, real estate is is a huge portion of business law. You're either, if you're running a business, you're either running it out of a building you own uh, be it your house and your kitchen table all the way up to a, a skyscraper or your leasing space. Hmm. Um, and so their real estate, it's its hard to not have real estate impact how a business operates. Right. Uh, you can have financial issues, uh, you know, ERISA, um, pension plans, 401ks, all of those kind of issues touch on bus- are part of business law. Um, and I think probably the fourth element um, or fourth of five that I would say is employment law. You know, almost even a lemonade stand is going to have employees. And so that's a huge element of general business law. And then as we we kind of tack on what I call people law, but uh, family law, estate planning, wills, probate, trust, all of those kind of things that impact the individual owners of the business, I put under the kind of broad umbrella of business law. So, you know, I was talking about the simple to the complex and family law. There's now within that, if you have a business, there's a simple to the complex with all of these elements that you may not think about. And so, you know, interesting, Mark, the story you spoke about with regards to the real estate uh, husband and wife couple, you know, pretty big business. How do you separate that brand? Uh, I know of a very similar story. I don't know if it's the same people, but I'm just wondering uh, top level, how do you do it? How do you separate it with all of that complexity in place? Yeah, I think, you know, the the first place I start with those situations is figuring out, um, and this is kind of a maybe a phrase, if we, we talked last week about um, note-taking. This uh, is a, this write is, it down. This, this is the key, folks. Write is, it down. This get is this a, write this out. one down. <laughs> write down buy-sell agreement. Okay. And so a buy-sell agreement is an internal corporate document. It's a contract between the company and the, the shareholders or the members, if it's an LLC. Um, that determines what happens in the case of what I call the D words. So what happens if an owner gets divorced, dies, or is disabled? Um, Typically what you want in that situation is the company to be able to buy back the ownership interest of the partner, the member, the the shareholder. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get too academic, so I'll just kind of use owner as a broad uh, term uh, for shareholders and members. But you want to determine what happens in the case of if a partner or if an owner dies, what happens uh, to their their shares in the company, their ownership interest in the company. <clears throat> what happens if they get divorced, which is what we're talking about today, or if they get long-term disabled and they can't function. Um, because really when you own a company, when you start it out, you're, you're in business either by yourself or with your partners, your, the other owners. You're not typically intending to be in business with the spouse. And so right. you want to be able to 
uh, buy back or buy buy the ownership interest of the divorcing person back into the company. Um, so a lot of companies, a lot of smaller companies, do not have buy sell agreements. Uh, they will, um, you know, form the entity. They'll go on legal Zoom or something like that. And they'll get oh, there's I have, that internet again yeah. that we talked about last yeah, week. Yeah, <laughs> they, they'll they'll internet it up and um, they'll end up. You know, with the, like we talked about last week, the unintended consequences of what happens when a divorce impacts a company. So kind of the first thing we look at is, well, what do you, what is, what do the documents say? What is your operating agreement? What are your bylaws? What do they say? Do you have a buy-sell agreement? Is it already set up to, well, if you're getting divorced, you know, we get the spouse's interest back to the company or it goes to the, the, you know, how is that handled in the corporate documents? And if it's not set up, then we have to look at, Okay, well, what does this mean to, you know, to um, what does this look like in the family law context of what happens to a kind of non-contractual community property interest? Okay, so yeah, lots of complexity and folks, we don't want you to get overwhelmed with it, but I do want you to just a reminder, write it down, write it down, get those pencils out. Buy sell agreement. You heard it right here from Mark. Uh, and and what that leads me to is there's a lot of what ifs, and that's why you need. If you have a business, you need to make sure a, a business law attorney is involved in the process. We're talking to Kathleen Kadub and Mark <laughs> Murrah of, of Murrah and Kello Business and Family Law Firm here in Houston, and we are talking business law and family law. Come on back. You don't want to miss it. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Her Sherman is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. Achieving the best outcome in divorce can be extremely tough when alcohol abuse is part of the process, especially around co-parenting. But there's help with remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to prove their sobriety. Soberlink uses real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection to ensure accurate and reliable results. With Soberlink, you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. For an exclusive $50 off your device and to download a Technologies to Help with Divorce resource guide that I developed with Soberlink, visit Soberlink.com backslash DCH. 
In divorce, real estate is one of the largest assets of the marital estate, and it must be considered carefully. You'll want a specialist in divorce real estate to help you do that. You'll want the Gifford Group to help you uncover the unknowns and make informed decisions throughout the process. The professionals at the Gifford Group will help you get the facts, which will help remove the fear that can run high through the process, and you'll make better decisions. Get the facts and remove the fear. Contact the Gifford Group today at thegiffordgroup.net. You've heard him on the show and gained valuable insight from him, and now get ready for more. I'm so excited that licensed professional counselor Tom Stevens is partnering with us to spread the word that life can get better. Tom and his wife, Jill, have been providing quality mental health for over 25 years. And friends, that's their passion. Search Tom Stevens Counseling on YouTube and Facebook for lots of great video content that will help you and your family. And to schedule an appointment with Tom, visit his website at tomstevens.us. That's tomstevens.us. Welcome back, folks, to the Divorce Coaching Hour. We're having fun here in the studio. It's not that it's fun to talk about family law. And, well, it's fun to talk about family law, but divorce isn't always the most fun to talk about. But what is fun for us is talking about information that can help you, that can help you today and into the future, not anticipating a divorce, but helping you to be Again, I keep, I can't say it enough, eyes wide open, proactive when you uh, are in a marriage, signing documents. And what we're talking about is business law and all the complexities of business law. I'm here with Kathleen and Mark from Murrah and Killa. Let's see if I can get that right. <laughs> and um, we are, we, we've been talking about ultimately why would someone traversing divorce want to know more about business law and the divorce process? And one of the things I shared with um, Kathleen and Mark was my own experience. And when, as a part owner in a business, when I divorced, I had signed on some pretty hefty land documents, uh, land deals, as I would say, in Las Vegas. At the time, the market went up and then went down. And uh, many, many years of tough times because of unintended consequences came afterwards and I've been kind of digging myself out from that. And had I maybe known a little bit more, maybe I would have made some better decisions. And so I'm wondering if if that would apply to what we're talking about. Why would I want to know more about it, Mark? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know <clears throat> I keep using the phrase unintended consequences, but I think it does cover what I try to talk to clients about, uh, particularly the non-operating spouse of a business, understanding that they may be an owner of a company and they like you did, sign off on, could be loan documents, contracts, personal guarantees on deals and loans that can have the unintended consequence if the business goes south of saddling the kind of what I call the non-operating spouse with, you know, personal liability and debts. And I think Kathleen's going to talk in a little more detail about the family law aspects of it. But what I would, you know, if I were to say, write something down, it would be understand how the business operates and understand what you sign. You know, some of the work that I do here as a divorce coach and on the show is share my personal experience because I don't want people to go through what I went through. Now, there's a part of me that thinks, well, gosh, I maybe should have been a little bit more responsible and and wish that I had. But when we don't know, I I think the saying is when you, you know better, you do better. And I really didn't know. And so Kathleen, what would you say to someone who may be facing 
divorced, going through it, is hearing this right now and is like, okay, I'm part owner in a business and I really don't know much. What would you say? Right. I think, you know, like we said, those unintended consequences. Um, I have clients often who maybe would have made different decisions if they had the knowledge when they were in that circumstance. I think I would have. Definitely. And they're getting new information now that they're getting divorced and they are, I just see them looking at me like a deer in headlights. <laughs> I've been right there. I get it. <laughs> going, how did I not know this? So when you're, you know, when you are in a business with your spouse, um, be involved, talk with your business attorney, have the difficult conversations about, you know, these, the circumstances that we can't always predict like divorce. Um, and when you are signing those types of documents, what are you committing yourself to? And then don't just sign things and then, you know, never, you no, don't, you know, and forget about them because your divorce lawyer is going to need to see those things. What type of, you know, documents were signed? What things does that divorce attorney maybe need to bring a business law attorney in to review, to help plan for the division of that business. And and now being in the third show of this mini series within the bigger series of Labor of Love, I I can't remember exactly which segment and which show it was on, but I know you've talked about, you know, come in and even maybe you don't think, you know, you as an attorney need to know it. Like, so if the client's coming in um, thinking, oh, she doesn't need to know that, she does. Lay it all on the table uh, so that you can say, hey, wait a second, this may be something that we really need to dig further into. And so anything and everything, get it to your attorney, what I'm hearing there. But I'm also wondering, I'm always kind of thinking proactive and not that we want to look at, hey, if this ends in divorce, we hope that it doesn't. If this business fails, blah, blah, blah. But I think that's going back to that responsibility. Would you suggest then potentially when you start the business also have an exit plan? Yeah, I think, I mean, we always talk to clients who are starting companies about what is your exit strategy. Because most, um, you know, we find many clients, they get into business, they're entrepreneurs, they operate, they're making money, and they wake up 15 years later and they're like, you know, what am I going to do with this? Right. And so that can, you know, are you going to sell to an employee? Are you going to take it public? Uh, Are you going to sell, you know, to a third party? Are you going to leave it to your kids or the kids going to operate the business? I mean, there's a whole host of, you yeah. know, with a company about where, what's your goal? What are you trying to do? Are you wanting to make a lot of money, go fish? Are you wanting to uh, run this thing until you drop dead at your desk? I mean, there's a pretty big continuum of what people want to do. I and, hear you all both have said this. What's your goal? Tell me more about that as that as that relates not only to family law, but business law. Yeah, I mean, I think the goal, what I would look at companies overall, they're, they're wealth generating machines. And so a good company, you know, provides a good or a service to the public that's useful for them. Um, and it generates profits to the owners and it generates employment to the employees. And so the goal of good companies is to, you know, do that. It's to create wealth for the employees, for the owners, and for the customers. Um, And then you have to figure out what do you want to do with that wealth? 
Right. What is your lifestyle? What is your your goal in life uh, to utilize the wealth created by the company? Is it to lead? You know, I want to buy a yacht and do whatever, or is it to you know I want to have a charitable giving? I want my kids to learn the business and take it over. Is a, as a legacy, I want to leave assets to a university or a church or a charity. I mean, all of that from a strategic planning and goal setting standpoint should be looked at, you know, pretty early on in the company's life and and throughout the company's life because those those goals can change. Yeah, I mean, you can take off and and have a company that, well, you know, we thought we started this little lemonade stand and it wasn't going to do much, and then you wake up you know, say Ben and Jerry started selling ice cream right? <laughs> and now they're Ben and Jerry's. Well, we hope, you know. yeah, we hope that they're so, um, talking about change, goals can change. Obviously you bring in a divorce, goals would change. You spoke to wealth, Mark. Uh, and so is there a way then to take that business and have it work moving forward as you separate the assets to continue on with those goals, create that wealth, uh, and even in the midst of change. From my perspective uh, as a family law attorney and doing divorces, one thing that I also thought about when we were talking about these goals is, you know, if you started that business before you were married and then you got married, your spouse came in with you and you started doing own operating that together, your goal probably wasn't to then make something that would have been your separate property, a community property asset. Um, So one thing you want to think about and be sure that you talk with your business law attorney about is making sure that you don't do some restructuring of your business that then makes it from what was your separate property to now a jointly community mm. property owned asset. That's so there's a, that proactive step again. Right. And that's that's one of those goals you probably weren't trying to achieve. Um, and then in when you have a business and let's say it is a community property asset, so it is being divided, you know, the business can go to one or the other party or it can be split and then you each own it as separate property co-owners. But something you need to, and that might sound great in theory, (laughs) but you have to think about the practical part of that. How are you going to work together? You're divorcing this person. Right. There's a reason you're divorcing this person. Are Mm. you, is it feasible and is it practical that you would continue to work with them and own and operate a business with them? So that's something to think about in your planning. And if you are going to do that and you do think that will work, your business law attorney will help you understand, well, what does that really mean? Yeah. What, how are we going to have to manage this kind of arrangement? Yeah. So lots of questions there. What is practical? Can this even work, Mark? I was just going to add on that. I don't want anyone to have the impression that the divorce has to kill the company. Um, I've had many uh, experiences over the year of two people divorcing. They, they maintain ownership of the company but then they have other professionals run it. You know, you have a, a non-owner, CEO, CFO. Right. I mean, you can have a company in which you own as a shareholder, as an owner. Um, you maintain an ownership stake, but you're not in the day-to-day operations of the company, particularly so companies that reach a certain scale where you have that kind of what we call the C-suite, the CEO, CFO, 
CIO, those kind of people running the company, you may just step back and, you know, get your profits. And as an owner, that's conceivable. I don't want anybody to think that a divorce has to kill the company. That's great advice. And, and to repeat that, the divorce doesn't have to kill the company. I think that's important. But most important, again, is to have that good team to look at everything, lay it out on the table, um, even before. And, and you would think you would want to do that as you're marrying someone and really look at look at the implications of what uh, that tying of the knot does. But oftentimes we don't. We rush into it. And so that's why you want to have... Um, your eyes wide open, whether it's now or even through the divorce process. So, folks, we're talking to Kathleen and Mark. We're talking family law and business law today. And what you just heard is you can move forward with a business in a healthy manner. Divorce does not have to kill the business. Come back and hear more about how to make that happen. Stay tuned. Here's today's two-minute tip. Last week, I gave you one of two communication tips. The first was a tip about perspectives, that when we begin to try to see life through another's eyes, we find understanding of and for people. There's less conflict. Communication improves and connection is forged. Go back to the third show of this series that aired on September 18th, 2021, and hear more about that tip. Today's tip is what I call an eye tip, but it's not about your eyes or your perspective. Here's the thing. When conflict arises in a marriage or any other relationship for that matter, we can often start playing the blame game. You did this. You said this. That's what people hear when you start with you, you, you. They hear blame called out and they often get defensive. When you want to improve communication that can improve relationships, you want to stay out of the blame game. So how do you do that? Use I statements. Here's what that means. When the conflict arises that I mentioned before, start with I, not you. Instead of starting with you did whatever it is, communicate what's going on with you in a way that the other person can hear you. It's this. I'm feeling this way about whatever it may be. Hear the I and not you. Here's a quick example. Someone says something that hurts your feelings. Stating to that someone, you always hurt my feelings or you did this or you did that. The defenses go up. Instead, state I'm feeling hurt by what you just said. Did you mean that? Try it. Language such as this actually helps the other person hear you, and they most often feel compassion and want to come closer and help. Most people don't want to hurt another's feelings, but you've been there. The you statements happen, and there it is, a fight when no one intended for that to happen. But you got in the way. Get it? Of course, there's much more to this. So if you want to know more, reach out to me. You can email me at Christy at ChristyStratton.com or find me on Facebook at the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton or on Instagram at Coach Christy Stratton. And please keep listening each week for another two-minute tip all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. Friends, we're back. You're listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour, and we are talking about business law this morning, uh, today, and how that intersects with family law. And again, complex topic, lots of details. We're just being able to talk about uh, it in general, but pointing some things uh, out to you that can help you uh, be proactive, not even as you go into a marriage. Um, or as you go into a divorce 
and practical things that we're talking about. And we're talking with Mark and Kathleen of Murrah and Killo Business and Family Law Firm here in Houston. And, you know, as we talk about this and tied to our Labor of Love series, uh, want to make sure we get how the work you do at the intersection of family law and business law benefits clients. Talk to us a little bit about that. Kathleen? Um, well, I, you know, when you have a business involved in a property division, you know, family lawyers, we're, we have the unique area of practice of law where there's a very broad-based area of knowledge that we are, are area of issues that yeah, we are touching. lots involved. Right. Um, and our expertise goes only so far. And I think one of the things that's really important about having a good family law attorney is when they know that they're beyond their scope and they need to bring in another person where that's their expertise. So when you have a divorce that involves a business, your family law attorney, certainly an experienced one who's probably dealt with these issues before, they're going to have a probably a good wealth of knowledge to work with, but they will likely want to also confer and bring in a business law attorney to help navigate the division of that business uh, and making that plan. And we just talked about, like Mark was saying, the divorce doesn't have to kill the business. Um, and that's where you need to figure out if we're we're doing this division, if we decide to move forward with it together, what does that look like? What's the structure? How do we make that happen? And how do we make that happen in a way that we're, again, comfortable where each party feels like, OK, yeah, we can actually do this. So I can see the real synergy of Mark. You had shared with us on the previous show that one of the reasons you saw a gap in your business, your your law firm um, focusing on business law that you needed to bring family law in, but family law needs the business law because there right. are businesses. And so your thoughts? Well, I think, um, as I said in the last segment, the divorce doesn't have to kill the company, but I, I would say in this segment, divorce can kill the company. <laughs> okay. And so what <clears throat> I look for and what I really appreciate about what Kathleen helps us with as a firm and our clients is planning to keep the company alive because the the you know the ripple effect the unintended one of the unintended consequences we keep talking about when this impacts a company it can be that it it does drive the company it could be into bankruptcy or in you know liquidation well that doesn't just impact you and your spouse that impacts employees their spouses um, customers um, you know your kids I mean it's you know, a, a good company the entire is, a, life, yeah. Yeah, is, a, is a wealth generating machine. And I don't mean wealth in terms of, you know, Jeff Bezos wealth, but just, you know, the the creation of value and, and wealth and commerce, you know, a divorce can impact, you know, can have a broad ripple effect. So being able to help our clients plan for keeping the company going appropriately through a divorce, I, I find to be a really rewarding and satisfying uh, area of what we do for clients. Yeah. And having that perspective, so very important because another thing we talk about on the show, this is not just kind of one and done. Uh, I've had somebody on the show that said that divorce can affect up to four generations. And if you think about that, uh, you know, it's not just about the spouses divorcing right now. It's the future of the children. And we so we really talk a lot about not only looking now, but down the road, 15, 20 years. And what are your decisions today 
uh, what will those um, result in, as you said, Mark, that ripple effect? And so, you know, that's that's where we bring in, like you said, Kathleen, a business law attorney into the mix if necessary, not just for valuations of the business and splitting the money, just right. that, but let's plan. Let's think ahead. How is everybody going to um, uh, move forward through this in a healthy way? And we need others to come in with expertise, i.e. business law. And so I wonder along those ways, as we're talking about the practical and the proactive and the strategy, what misconceptions might someone have with regards to business law and family law? I think in terms of what I do on the business law side, one of the big misconceptions is that, you know, particularly from the non-operating spouses, well, somebody's handling it. You know, there's a CPA they might have an attorney that does some things um, that the taxes have been paid. Well, everything is just going to work out. And so, <laughs> you know, one of the things I wrote down earlier I wanted to at least touch on is the concept of, you know, the the spouse, you know, maybe we call them the bad person spouse secreting assets. You know, is are you getting the wealth out of the company during the divorce that you really should? Or have they done things like you know, taking money out of the company they shouldn't, bought assets they shouldn't. So tell us what things. that secreting assets actually means. Yeah, I mean, well, it, are they improperly taking and not disclosing to you funds out of the company? Are they buying hiding assets? Funds. Are they hiding funds? Yeah. Uh, do they have another lifestyle? Is there, you know, is there a somebody on the side? Is You know, there's all of these kind of things that, you know, if you really aren't paying attention and you assume somebody is watching and we know what happens store. when we assume, that's right? right. <laughs> that, that's my big issue with, um, you know, biggest misconception for people is that somebody else, well, somebody is going to handle it. And I would, you know, I've got, I need to write my dad's book of East Texas sayings, but one that he taught me and I've used with many clients is a bought lesson is a learned lesson. Mm. And we've had so many <laughs> yeah. clients say, you know, I, I, I didn't want to hired the divorce kitchen. I didn't want to hire the lawyer. I didn't want to hire the CPA. And it cost them, you know, yeah. infinitely more money than it it would have otherwise. And so you might have heard me folks and, and Mark and Kathleen laugh earlier when you were talking about the, you know, the misconceptions, because that brings me back to me kind of not necessarily that I was thinking that it's handled, but because, and this is where the the, the other component comes in, because we're in such an emotional state again, we may want to avoid. And as hard as it may be, it's better to go ahead and get with the people who know what to look for now. Look at the hard stuff now because it gets even harder down the way when you avoid uh, maybe not wanting to discover what's behind the secreting assets, another lifestyle, et cetera. Yeah, so I'm just wondering somebody's considering divorce, what would you tell them to do right away if they had a business? Um, if they had a business involved, I'd want them to gather the documents related to the business so that they can be reviewed so we can see what the structure of the business is. I want to know if they have been working with a business attorney who's helped them do that 
or did they just do the legal Zoom thing and try to fill out those documents themselves? <laughs> I'm look, and, <laughs> folks. I'm looking at her sheepishly because that's how I originally started my company. <laughs> I might need these folks, <laughs> right? Um, I want to know: Do you have co-owners other than your spouse? You know, when you're getting divorced and there's a business, you can only divide what you own. So sometimes we're dividing a fifty percent interest. Uh, a 50% community interest in that business, not the whole thing, which is when you have to think about, well, you know, how does this affect, like we said, all the other people that are right. involved. Right, and come, there comes that word community, and, and, and so eyes wide open, if you, whether you're um, succession planning, exit planning, or thinking about marrying, then looking at that business, talking with a family law attorney or a business law attorney, and 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 again, eyes wide open. So again, get it all on the table too, so that you can assess what needs to be done. Right. And if you do suspect that there's a hiding of assets and that money is flowing through that business improperly or whatever the case may be, um, share that as well, because then we need to talk about whether we need to have a tracing done to figure out if any of that is happening uh, and, you know, truly see what claims you actually have in the divorce related to the business. Right. Uh, I, w- I was actually thinking about that earlier when you were talking about the secreting of the assets and different lifestyles. How would you find out about that? And I heard you su- use the word tracing. Yeah, I mean, you would bring in a uh, financial expert who can do a tracing and review business records, financial records, and look at how the money is coming in, going out, and is there any reason or cause for concern where we can see that there are some issues there? And we're, you know, we're focusing on right now, we're talking about some things that can bring up quite a bit of emotion. And we spoke in the previous show about uh, the business of divorce. And that's just really pulling the emotion out and looking at everything that needs to be considered. We're talking about business law in this show um, so that you can know what to look for. Probably heard me say it before. You might have said it in this show. Probably will say it again. When you know better, you do better, folks. And that's what we're working to help you do uh, is to really, again, open those eyes, look at everything uh, that's involved in your marriage from the family law, the people law aspects to the business law so that you don't have these unintended consequences. Folks, stay with us. You will want to hear final thoughts with Mark and Kathleen. Stay with us. Friends, I'm so glad that you're listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. And there's something I want you to know. I really want you to hear this. I, as a divorce coach and the host of this show, don't advocate for divorce in general. Our goal is to glorify God first and foremost by helping you save your marriage. The fact of the matter is that there are times when a marriage can't be saved. I know, I've been there. And when it can't be saved, we want to walk alongside you through it. We want to help you pick up the fragments, put the pieces together, and help you stand strong and walk through divorce courageously. And I want to share something with you that may help. I'm on another show here on KKHT. I'm honored to be the wingman on Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendela, where each week Richard and I talk about the intersection of our faith and the secular world. And together with interesting guests, we shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for Courageous Christianity. 
It's my belief that Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow can be another resource that you can turn to as you walk through this path of significant change in your life. So please join us. You can catch the show on this station, 100.7 FM KKHT, at 12 p.m. noon Central Time, Saturdays, and online at kkht.com as well. Hey, grab your lunch and join us for both shows back-to-back, 12 p.m. noon for Courageous Christianity and 1 p.m. for the Divorce Coaching Hour. You can also find all shows under podcasts under the Programs tab on kkht.com. Richard and I hope you'll listen in. As always, if you want to reach me, you can find me at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. We are grateful for you joining us each week and for your support. Welcome back to the Divorce Coaching Hour. We're talking business law today, and you might wonder, huh, business law, divorce coaching, how does that fit? Well, folks, if you happen to have uh, a business before you marry, uh, there are some things you want to look at there uh, as you're making that decision to marry because uh, community um, property and community issues there, not not for me to speak about, our guest to speak about for sure, but also as you dissolve the marriage and what can you uh, do that helps everyone versus hurts everyone as you dissolve that marriage. And uh, can that business continue on and thrive and then support people from from the divorce and beyond? And we're talking to Kathleen and Mark from Murrah and Kello Business and Family Law Firm here in Houston. They've been sharing not only a wealth of knowledge today, speaking of wealth and business law, wealth of knowledge today, but previous shows talking also about estate planning and the show beforehand talking about just the overarching look at family law. And so, uh, folks, they have uh, great resources for you. And, you know, more information you can have, the better. They're here to help you. Doesn't mean you're signing any sort of contract with them. Reach out to them, and they've got some resources. So, Mark, Kathleen, how would folks find you? Um, you can go to our website, www.mktx. LAW.com. That stands for Murakillo, Texas Law. So MKTXLAW.com. Our main number is 281-501-1601. So 281-501-1601. And we're happy to, uh, you know, consult with you, give you information. We have, um, for businesses specifically, we have a corporate diagnostic process we do with prospective new clients or existing clients. We don't charge for it, um, which upsets my wife, but um, it's a <laughs> pretty good value, we think. And it's a kind of a soup to nuts look at a company. Hmm. So I think it's 28 pages now, 12 categories, um, covers everything from ownership, uh, entity uh, type, uh, insurance, litigation, uh, employment issues, uh, strategic goals, just everything we want to know about a company. And then we do a report back and sit down with a client, give them a written report, as well as sit down and go through it with them that details what we consider to be issues or red flags and then action items off of those issues Mm. or red flags. We don't charge for it. So it's a way to, um, we think, give value to the client, educational value, uh, particularly to privately owned entrepreneurial companies that are often, you know, their heads spinning. They got a lot of issues. It it helps figure out you know, where are you and what might you need to work on? But it also is in the family law context is a really good diagnostic tool to start to figure out, you know, what does it look like 
to separate this company or for you to get your community interest out of it? What does that really look like? Yeah. So it's another uh, way for us to uh, educate prospective clients or existing clients. I go back to that word uh, diagnostic. And in the previous show, we were talking about uh, going out on the Internet and getting information and, and something, a quote, you said something about a doctor. And, and it, it's important to go to qualified individuals such as yourself to get this diagnostic done. And I can imagine that, in fact, okay, you don't charge for it, but you're providing value, that's going to establish a a good relationship between the business owner and yourselves, because down the road, they may need you. Right. We And that's, I mean, we've had very positive feedback with the process when we do it with clients or prospective clients. And I think it does help engender trust. Uh, We give them value without having the expectation of, um, you know, you, one of the big fears of people when they deal with lawyers is, okay, it's a cab ride. When does the meter stop running? How many times do we go around the block? What is this going to cost me? And so this is a way to establish a relationship, give them value. And then um, it helps us when they when they become a client or if they are a client with helping them to diagnose what they need. That trust is huge because I, I can just speak to myself as a business owner. It's not my area of expertise and you might feel vulnerable. Uh, and so because I don't want to go lay it all at all on the table. I'm going to go to the internet. I'm going to get bad information. I'm going to try to do it on my own. Then I'm probably not going to do it very well. And then I'm going to end up in a, a heap of trouble. Well, and one thing I've seen in the past, and one of the reasons I wanted Kathleen to join the firm is people get on the internet and they find stuff, be it with prenup agreements or postnup agreements, uh, prenuptials and postnuptials, where they do it themselves. And <laughs> then they have, <laughs> Kathleen can speak to these, but it's certainly an important, can be an important tool if you're getting married, to plan for divorce, if a divorce were to happen down the line by by undertaking a prenup prenuptial agreement. Yeah, and and I know there's probably lots of different opinions about that, but I think that that's the whether it's a prenup or not. Looking at and having the discussion uh, pre-marriage, if you are business owners, can hopefully lessen the complexity down the road. Anything else that you all would want to share with the listeners today, Kathleen? I think from a family law perspective, um, you know, what Mark's talking about with the corporate corporate diagnostic, even a premarital agreement, we're talking about planning. Um, And we're not necessarily planning for the worst. We're just planning to meet your goals. And we talked about a little bit before about how you may have changed your goals unintentionally and you find that out too late. And there's nothing that can be done at that point. So meeting with a business attorney to do that corporate diagnostic that we offer um, to be sure that there's a discussion about your goal. Are you meeting your goals? Do you need to take some action um, action plans to really effectuate those goals? Um, so, I mean, that and all of that plays into family law and getting if you are in the circumstance of getting divorced. The more you know when you're starting the divorce process, the easier that process probably will be and most, you know, definitely less expensive. Um, If you have come into starting the divorce process with really no knowledge, you're, you know, you're chasing the other person who's already a step ahead of you. Uh, They know what that business looks like. They know how that business operates and you don't. 
So being a part of that and and having the knowledge so that uh, you can just make good decisions. Yeah, and that's what we're about is making good decisions. And one of the things that came to my mind is something I've heard said often is no one does anything great alone. And you may not, again, think that bringing in more people to your team uh, can help you. But in fact, they can because those are the various areas of their expertise help you make better decisions is what you said. And and so, Mark. Well, and I, I think the importance of what you do, and I think it's it's very insightful to be named this, is, is the divorce coach, is to be kind of that overarching planner for them. Because it's not just, and I, I think you, this is shown through with everything you've said, it's not just, we're not planning for you to get divorced. Right. We're, we're just planning really for life. And part of this ongoing intersection and interaction with your professional team is life. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not necessarily divorce. It could be, uh, you know, the death of a spouse or somebody yeah. gets disabled, a kid gets sick. Well, uh, you know, just, I come back, exactly. And I come back to, to really when we began to speak, Kathleen, about doing the series. And when we met, I said, hey, I want to talk to you about family law. And oh, and you mentioned probate, um, uh, estate planning. planning. Uh, I immediately went to probate because as I was coming through divorce, both of my parents died and then I became the executor. And so my mind was in probate, but I've been really kind of coming through all the complexities of all of that together. And it is life. You can be in the midst of a divorce and someone dies, Uh, you know, a lawsuit on the business, uh, anything. And that's what we really want to help people do is uh, definitely think through the process. Uh, divorce coach, like you somewhat, Kathleen, knows a little bit about a lot of things. We don't give advice. That's a misconception with coaching. We don't give law advice. We really help you process. What's my attorney saying? What are the next decisions? And 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 process that emotion. And um, And as we've been talking about business law, as we've been talking about estate planning, for sure, we've been talking about thinking. I mean, fact of the matter is if we can think through the process a little bit better, what do you guys say? We can make better decisions, huh? Right. right. Yeah. And we need others along the way to help us do that, like you all. So thanks for joining me on the show. Uh, not only one, two, three. It's been a real pleasure. I've uh, I enjoyed educating people and talking about these topics, and I hope I hope not to leave anybody with the idea that all we deal with is, you know, the negative that we we try to be, you know, a positive for them in the process. Yeah, absolutely. What I really got, you're a trusted partner. Right. And and I second what Mark's saying. Um, Obviously, when you're coming to me uh, with a divorce, it, you know, it does feel very negative. But I do have the goal of bringing you where you started in a negative place and hopefully taking you through and getting you to a positive place. And where they can say thank you, which we talked about. Yes. <laughs> Believe it or not, when you can say thank you, when you when you end uh, the whole divorce process to an attorney, she's done her job well. And I know you guys will, too. And uh, thank you, folks, for listening today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Uh, reach out to us at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or email me at christy at christystratton.com. Thanks again for listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I can't wait to be here with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.